Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Episode 141 of the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for joining. This is another episode that we recorded at the Iowa Deer Classic. I always want to call it the Iowa Deer and Turkey Classic, but that's incorrect. That's what Illinois calls their show. Um, but this is one we did with Eric Klein from Trophy Bucks of Iowa. Um, so we had a really good time with this. This was kind of a quick podcast, but um, just something we wanted to do uh, to talk about Trophy Bucks of Iowa. Um, we got a pretty cool page going on. Um, so hope you enjoy this. Uh, the podcast is newly sponsored by Elite Archery. Um, people are kind of wondering why uh, there's been so much Elite stuff going on on our social media. Um, we're super excited about it. We're going to get more in detail um, with that as time goes on. Um, but they're a company we've always wanted to work with, and it, it's happened. So um, we feel right at home with the Elite family. So we're super thankful for the opportunity that they're uh, that they're giving us. Um, podcast also also brought to you by Sin Crusher, HHA Sports. Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. We're thankful for every one of our supporters of the show and every single one of you guys that listen. And uh, we hope we you keep on listening and enjoying the show. So hope you enjoy this, and we will catch you next time. Thanks. Iowa Deer Classic, Eric Klein. 
from Trophy Bucks, Iowa, is sitting on an episode. How you doing? Pretty good. How about you guys? Oh, another day in paradise. This is the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Kind of forgot to mention that, but uh, if you're tuned in, you already know. <laughs> I'm Steve, Kurt, Eric. Yep, two Erics on one podcast. Two Erics. We kept this them on uh, the same easy. side because, uh, you know, we want to get confused. Well, with it's like the Iowa, <laughs> Iowa boys and the Illinois boys. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And a so, Hawkeye and a Cyclone. So. Yeah. No, you're a Cyclone. All right. Uh, Eric, <laughs> we're, you're from Iowa, Trophy Bucks of Iowa. Yep. What is Trophy Bucks Iowa, for those who don't know? Okay, so I'll give you a little background first on how this all became. All right. So I went to Iowa State, um, got commissioned as an officer in the Air Force, Um. So I spent 10 years as an active duty Air Force officer. Well, thank you for your service. No problem. And uh, I became a special agent in the Air Force because um, I always wanted to be an FBI agent. So I figured sure. I learned that <laughs> the Air Force has special agents. Yeah. Right. Um, if you've ever seen the to- TV show NCIS yes, or something yes, like that. Yeah. So I did the exact same thing as that except for the Air Force. I didn't wear a uniform. We grow beards, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, did that. Um, 10 years, I was I de- deployed to Afghanistan. I was commander out there, special agent in charge. Um, Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, special agent out there. Wow. Um, my last assignment, I went out to, or my second to last, I should say, went out to Saudi Arabia to be the special agent in charge. Oh, fun. And uh, <laughs> well, it was a year tour and um, got cut short. I was injured while I was deployed out there. Yeah. I tore my vertebral artery in my neck. Oh, man. Um, I, don't know what a, that, I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound It's, it's, it it's one of the main brains that goes to your brain. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You probably yeah. don't want to tear that too many times. Yeah, and I didn't, know I, I didn't know I did it. Um, I got kind of woozy and lightheaded, and I, there was no U.S. doctors around. I had a linguist with me all the time. Oh. <laughs> we went to yeah. the doctors out there, and they're like, ah, I think you have a migraine. Because I, I had a really bad headache afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They're like, hey, Eric, I think you have a, a migraine. I'm like, Doc, I don't have a migraine. I've never had a migraine in my life. Right. And uh, anyway, gave me some Tylenol. I said, come back in two days. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, so I'm, the whole time I'm bleeding out of my head, and I don't know. Oh, it. shit. And um, two days later, it doesn't happen on a Friday, and on Middle East Fridays and Saturdays are the, are the weekends. So mm-hmm. they said, come back on Sunday. Came back on Sunday. They took me to downtown Riyadh. Took my linguists. And the, the Air Force is like, do not, no matter what, don't let those doctors touch you. And, no uh, shit. So they did some MRIs and CAT scans. Like, hey, hey, they, hey you tore your artery in your neck. And the Air Force immediately medevaced me to Launchstuhl in Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, sure. so I was there. Um, they put me in the ICU. Then all of a sudden, one day, my my left arm went numb. And then, um, so I knew it was getting pretty serious. Like, yeah, you had a stroke from the <gasps> from the blood clots in my neck. And then oh, they, my gosh. They flew my wife out there. I had three little boys. They flew my wife out there. That's when I knew it was, they were oh, God. serious about me. The next day, my right leg went numb. So, to this day, my left arm and right leg are numb. So, like, if you if you sleep on your leg or your arm or leg and it's all numb and tingly right. and right. so my arm and leg feel like that all the time and it's a weak a lot oh, weaker good so Lord. really wow so yeah luckily um that was the last of the strokes i got medevaced from there to san antonio texas brooks army medical center mm-hmm. spent about three or four months in rehab there um then from there i went to washington dc quantico virginia ncis headquarters mm-hmm. finished out my career there i knew the air force was going to try to medically retire me because oh yeah Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to deploy with an arm and no right. leg. I'm not going to be able to deploy. So my view, it kind of the whole experience kind of changed my my view on life. Sure, um, yeah, made Absolutely. the family and kids a lot more important. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have stayed out in D.C. and made a lot of money with my security clearances and background, but we lived out there for a year and mm-hmm. despised it. The traffic, and 
hour and a half, two hour commutes each way. Not big deer. Not big deer, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, are you originally I, from Iowa then? Yeah, originally yeah, from Southwest so Iowa, small town. A big little ta- change out there. Little town called Villisca. Um, about 20 miles from Missouri border, 40 miles from Nebraska border. Oh, yeah, real cheap cigarettes and fireworks that's, down there. That's right. <laughs> Anytime you get near the, uh, the, the border of Iowa and um, Missouri, it, like, you know, as soon as you cross in there, Fireworks, cigarettes, and like I saw like a two-story cigarette and firework place. Yep. I'm like, just don't light a match in there because it's gonna. <laughs> yeah, and then the road immediately goes to crap once you hit Missouri. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so I so I yeah so I decided, hey, my three little boys have been away from family for so long. Right. My I think my I had a kindergartner at the time. My oldest or first grader. He'd been to like five elementary schools already in first oh, grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, let's just go back to Iowa mm-hmm. with the family, settle down. Sure. Um, Where all the big deer are, right? Yeah, so I kind of <laughs> had to reinvent myself here in Iowa because I have a different background than what people were looking for. I, yeah, sure. I went to a lot of uh, in veteran veteran career fairs, and there were, a lot of the veterans are looking for is um, trade class worker, electricians, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Like they, they were the hard hats. Yeah, thing, they weren't yeah. looking. I had a, I was an officer. I had a master's degree, and they're like, "You're overqualified. You're overqualified." Uh-huh. Really? So eventually, I <laughs> found a job as a project manager with a big insurance company. Oh, okay. Um, Took See, the, jumped on that, and, and and I just want to touch on that because um, we do a vet shout out every uh, episode. you know every episode. Um, we try to. That's like one thing that like if I could ever help out, you know, we always like to help out PTSD, um, you know, and wounded warriors and things like that. But um, like, there's another challenge for guys that come back from active duty, you know, such as yourself, or you know, and just maybe something happens again. You know, your situation. These guys come back and it's like, well, we don't got a place for you. It's like. What are you specialists? Well, I'm a scout sniper. Yeah, they they don't. The civilians don't have a. I mean, it's not their fault, but they don't. They don't. They can't put what you did in the military to what they do in the civilian yeah, world. And, then, yeah. and that's tough. And really anybody can do anything. You just got to train them for a couple of weeks, and they'll figure it out. Yeah, sure. I mean, sure. So, but yeah, I, I didn't want to detract. No, yeah. that, that's something I like. I'm really strong about. Like, I'd love to get these guys back to work, but you know, sniper. Yeah, you can't really be a second grade teacher because of the you know. Yep. It's just it doesn't. It doesn't match yeah, up, but so it's, it's difficult. So, right. But there's there's a lot of companies out there that are looking to hire veterans, mm-hmm. um, so that's good. Black Everyone Griffin Coffee Company, looking. yeah, yep. ten thousand. <laughs> yep. So I um, took that job, moved, I moved live outside Boeing here in Ankeny. Okay. Um, that was December or that was January fifteen when I moved moved to here. Right. At the same time, or actually, a little over a year ago is when I started Trophy Bucks of Iowa. Sure. Okay. I was back home, my parents' house. Um, that's where all our property is, hunting property, mm-hmm. southwest Iowa. And I was sitting there on Thanksgiving morning, and I was like, hey, I'm going to create a Facebook page. And I called it, <laughs> I called it Trophy Bucks of Iowa. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and the spur pro- of the moment thing. Yep, spur of the moment. Like, hey, <laughs> this for people to share deer. And at the time, I really didn't – I know this now, but – there are like a hundred different deer, deer pages that do the same thing as me. I didn't realize that. Kind of ignorant, I guess. But for some reason, mine took off. I don't know why. It took off pretty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a little over a year. We've already got like forty four thousand Facebook followers. Yeah, that's a lot in a year. Um, yeah. Snapchat's real big. Doing. I think we have like average over a thousand Snapchat views for every snap we send out. Yeah, really? that's not bad. So um, and then we just started that recently. Um, Twitter and Instagram. We're coming on that. Um, so yeah, and, and it's I think the reason the success is is it's not about me or not any of my partners. I have three other partners: Brandon, Mark, and Ryan. My twin Mark's my twin brother. Um, Brandon's a guy I met here, and Ryan's a college buddy. Sure. Um, 
at, right after it started, after a couple months, I'm like, hey, this is this might be some more work than I thought. It's, and uh, I reached out to them. They wanted to help out, so I brought them in. So now we all four partners and run the page because we get hundreds of messages and to, to go through and post it, get the details. And right. So it's not about us. We don't. I mean, yeah, we, we share pictures. If I shoot a deer, I'll share a picture. Or if mm-hmm. I'm yep. playing a food plot or something. But that's about every kid and woman and man in Iowa yeah. that shoots something. If they're proud of it, it's a trophy to them. Yep. And I don't want any bashing on my page. If if somebody wants to shoot a 120-inch deer, that's their prerogative. Right, for sure. They um, might not have all the opportunities that some of us have to hunt more often and mm-hmm. have a good access to property. They might be having only public land. So they might only get it once a year. So if they want to shoot something be happy for what they shot if they're happy with you're, it. So, for sure. You know, you're Absolutely. catering to the, to the right crowd. I mean, you know, uh, we, we talk about a lot. I'm obviously, if you want to, if, if you're picky enough and you're you know lucky enough to be picky, I'm only going to shoot 150-inch deer or, you know, or more. That's great. You know, but for guys who can't do that all the time, you know, that's a trophy to you. Well, that and it's the learning curve we always talk about in bow hunting is mm-hmm. you have to start somewhere, too. And yeah. that might be, like, me personally, I set my goals at a certain stage every year, but you know, it, everyone's at a different level, you know, like you said, according to property, according to the time they have experience. Yep. And you know, like next year I might say 160 is my goal. Everything else is going to get let, let walk, which that probably won't happen, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just, but it's cool though. Is my goal, but once it hits the ground and one thirty ground shrink, it'll do. Especially after being gone for 10 years, not hunting and uh-huh. living in Florida and Hawaii, you see these deer and yeah. well, Hawaii doesn't have deer a mile and where I was at, but Florida had these little deer, the dogs and I'm not <laughs> so used to the, so a 130 looks. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. Deer season yeah. starts in like April yeah. or something like yeah. that. That's yeah. a weird hunting and it's so hot down there. Yeah, I was like, it's not for me. But anyway, so yeah, I got kind of my vision for deer. Oh, for sure. Not, so I had to kind of get reacquainted to the well. Yeah. Speaking of, of deer in Iowa. Speaking of vision, here's what I did see walking around the classic a little bit. Everybody is drinking silos, <laughs> right? Yep. The big old 25 ounces. I posted a picture on Instagram. I was like, "Here's an authentic silo in the middle of Iowa," <laughs> and people have these koozies that fit them perfect. Yep. And what do they say on them? Trophy Bucks of Iowa. That was a great idea. That's the, the smartest way. thing anybody could ever done. Because you're walking around here, and I did see a tall, like, somebody was drinking the 25. I was just at the booth, and I didn't Mickelow. get one. <laughs> Dang it. I'll have to go grab one. Yeah, talk about the buck that's sitting at your guys' booth right now. Yeah. Oh, what's up with that? Yeah. Oh, so, it's, it's, um, it's huge. It's insane. Yeah, so it's just a replica, but there's a 15-year-old uh, shot that, or 14, shot that with his bow. 222. The original's out in the um uh, Back the, over here with booth. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two twenty two, I believe, or give or take an eighth or something. I mm-hmm. think it was two twenty six gross. He also shot a one sixties of his muzzleloader, and then another, I think, in the same year. Oh, they, yeah, that was a kid. Same yeah. year, uh, over five hundred inches of deer, but crazy. I know. Yeah, that kid. Yeah, he's Tough. like fourteen. He sent that picture, and I was like, um, uh, you know, I, I want, I want everybody to enjoy this, but. Uh, I got to admit, I got really bitter. I was like, I hope that kid never has a good season again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you see a kid that's like that. That's what Everett says. They're like, hey, that kid's never going to top that. Well, that's a thing. Is he here? Yeah, he's here. He's been in our booth. He's around. Yep, he's walking around. We need to we need to get a hold of that kid. Because I remember we saw that, and I was like, dude, that is awesome. You know, young man like that, you have a good season like that. Yeah, I'll get you, I'll get you his info. Oh, that sure. was this past season? Yeah, yeah. three of them. There's some big deer went down. I mean, there always is big deer that go down in, in yeah, Iowa. but Cornhill Buck. Um, the Cornhill buck? Yep, you, you heard about that buck. Uh, right behind my booth, it's the new state record archery. Is that the Austin Pointer nope, one? Nope, different. This is a non-typical state record. Really? Austin's was a uh, crossbow buck. 
This is oh, okay. regular archery. Giant. Yeah. It's is that cool. here? I haven't yep. e- we haven't even been back there yet. Yep, it's right no. behind my booth. I mean, okay. yeah, and these and, and these are pretty big deer. I mean, they're nothing like Illinois deer, but, um, you know, continue. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, we had we to just start don't it. put our record deer in the, tro- in the records books because we're all, we're all used to big deer around oh, here. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. So it has to be something <laughs> special. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, people, so, uh, so, so people are breaking the uh, unspoken rule of uh, entering their small 220-inch <laughs> Iowa deer there. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. It's just kind of nice though, with your page. I mean, it's one... One stop shop, you know, you can go there and look at all the big deer that are going down. Yeah, anything, in Iowa. anything you need deer related, anything even hunting and anything related to Iowa wildlife. Sure, do a lot of sheds and. Do you also have a, just turkey. a regular website as well. Uh, not right now. Just it goes straight to our Facebook page. I'm working on. Oh, okay. I'm just so busy with the three kids and the. It's almost everyone e- else is haven't got a website up and running. Yet. Well, you know, <laughs> well Facebook is almost all you need nowadays, unless yeah. But like, there's been quite a few people that stopped by. Like, we don't have any social media accounts. Never heard of you. But ever, so it's like, okay, well, yeah. I can't really tell you where to go yet. Yeah, you know, exactly. What's it, what's it like 5% of people these days? Uh-huh. Yeah, not very many people. Yeah, it's rare. Yeah. Now, you've got a really swell-looking uh, hoodie on there. I do. It is, uh, what in the world is that pattern? I don't know. One of my partners, Ryan, he's uh, works for a company. He gets us all our gear. I don't know how, what he... <laughs> are those going to be available to buy? Bo- they're at our booth. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Is it only at the booth, or if people are just listening to this now? Um, it- we'll have any extra inventory we'll put online at our Facebook okay. page after our Facebook shop page after after the event. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So Facebook uh, trophy bucks of Iowa because that is a good looking hoodie. You got hats and, yep. and the logo stands out. I mean, yeah, that's another thing. I, I designed the logo and then because this didn't start out as a business or money. I'm not making any money really. I'm Still paying for a lot of stuff right now. <laughs> yeah, it just started out preach, as fun. Preach. Yeah, started out as fu- started out as fun, and I got this logo made, and people was like, "Hey, I want that logo on a decal." Like, yeah. Okay, I'll get some decals made, and then I was pain in the butt for me to try to sell them because I got to pay a pile of me money, then I got to ship it. And yeah. Get yep. post office every day. It's Been there, like, done that. It's like, oh, it's yep, that's what we're doing of, right now. It's a lot of work. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't making. I mean, I sold a lot of decals and stuff, but I wasn't making any money. Just yeah. Covering the, just to get the. Yeah, barely breaking even so. the points like that, but we're gonna we're gonna get to know Eric. Cause you know Trophy Bucks Iowa. We want. I want to know Eric Klein. Okay. Eric, <laughs> She's like, what? Just gonna start grilling you a little bit. Okay. All right. Are you are you a bow hunter? Uh, I'm. A, I can no longer bow hunt because of the weakness of my arms, okay. and my legs. So I have a crossbow. Crossbow. Now, but okay. I haven't. I haven't shot anything with it this go. year. Yep. So yeah, I was. I was curious about how. That, so I got my. Oh, yeah, okay. I got. So I guess I kind of live vicariously through my brother and other guys that bow hunt. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're all into that big bow hunting and stuff, and I kind of like. I wish all those new bows look so sweet. I want to yeah. shoot them. Yep. Hey, you're saving, but, uh, saving a little bit of yeah. So yeah. Uh, and I think those actually those new bows are just as accurate as the crossbows. Sure, they're getting in there, sure, yeah. just as hard. So yep. And um, so I I got three boys. I'm getting them into, them into bow hunting. There's yeah. a ra- there's a range here, archery field and sports here in Ankeny that I that I been taking them to and got them right. a bow. So that's awesome. Trying to get them. Get them on a 220-inch non-typical. <laughs> yeah, get them. Into the so uh, how old are the boys? Uh, nine. One just turned eight, and one turns five next week. Okay, so they're still at that age where, yeah, they kind of still know stuff. Um, but lucky for them, they get to be raised on Casey's Pizza. Yeah. And that is fantastic. It is. You, <laughs> yep. My, um, How'd you get that out of all of the... Because uh, they were in Iowa, Ankeny's. Uh, yeah, Casey's, uh, Casey's is the hometown of Ankeny. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, that. Really? Ankeny's hometown of Casey's. Yeah, if you go oh, up, um, uh, what's a, what 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 shoots you up to Ames? Uh, thirty five. Uh, thirty five. Yeah, you go up thirty five. That's the is that the home office right up there? That's the warehouse and the yep, home office right off. Uh, yeah, the original Casey's is. 
Uh, I don't know about the original, but that's like the headquarters. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. And they're oh, a big yeah. veteran hiring company as well. Are there really Casey's? Is interesting. Well, how you, about that? Do you know the guys from Heroes Hunting? Uh, I don't know them personally. No. Nope. You should go over there and talk to them. They take combat veterans on hunts and stuff like that. Yeah. They do a lot. They're it's all veterans really cool. themselves. Or yep. they're awesome. We're gonna try and squeeze one in yeah, today with them. We met them last year here, and we were in the same room, and you know we talked to those guys. Super cool, and I I, I love when we can get vets involved in hunting. Like I said, you know we. We talk about vets all the time, and we love when when these guys reach out to us. And um, you know, a couple of our favorite guys, one of my favorite guys ever on the planet, ever to be born, uh, our buddy G Miller, listens to every episode. He's a uh, airborne vet, mm-hmm. and uh, he just you know, he's just the nicest guy. And every time we try to do something, he's like, "Man, I appreciate that." Like, I'll get a text like every time I get you know. Man, I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate you doing that. And again, it's something that I'd like. You know, if, if I can get veterans back to work, or if I can do something in, to help them hunt, just anything I can do, just get them out there. Yeah, because yeah. I honestly feel a little guilty. Like I was at that age where you know I feel like I should have gone over and served, but you know I did. Still could right now, and I still could. Um, but you know these guys that uh, get out there and I, get I after mean it's it. not for everyone. I mean mm-hmm. I'll even. How I joined, I had no plans to join the military ever. I was going to college, going to Iowa State. I was going to work for a couple of years afterwards and get in the FBI because you can't go straight into the FBI out of college. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and September 11th happened. That was my sophomore year at Iowa State. Oh, okay. Um, September 12th. I don't know why. I chose Air Force ROTC. I walked in, signed up, and they gave me a scholarship to uh, get commissioned as an officer and never looked back. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think veterans are a little, when they come back, their experiences are like I work with a lot of people that have no military background. I work at a very, I wouldn't say liberal, but very open company, very different types of people. And yeah, sure, everyone's sure. very nice. Yeah. But they get so stressed out about, for example, I'm a project manager. They get so stressed out about these little things that has no <laughs> significant, no s- significant impact on anyone's life. It might be right. an inconvenience. It might make somebody mad, but no one's gonna get shot. No one's gonna go home and die. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're drinking decaf coffee. Yeah, yeah try so, and be try and be in a firefight. I mean, anyone on <laughs> my project teams know that when they get stressed, I say I always sit them out and say, "Hey, is anyone gonna die?" And the right. answer is always, always no. is and always will be no. Oh, you've got to be the <laughs> worst person to work for. <laughs> <laughs> and that usually calms them down because I mean, somebody might get mad, but no one's gonna die from any decisions that I make in my current job, which is nice. Yeah. So, oh yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Little change of pace. Yeah. So. <laughs> I try to lighten the mood with people when they get pretty stressed out. So yeah, absolutely. Most people don't have the experiences to. I mean, I, there are some good veterans that work with me that have those experiences, but so that's a good just, skill to have that veterans can bring back yep. and so, you know and add to yeah, a workplace. It's very good die. to handle in stressful, <laughs> yeah, stressful situations. For so, sure. Well, that, I mean, that's very cool. You know, obviously, um, you know, you've got a good, great work ethic, and I think that's probably why Trophy Bucks I has been as successful as it is. And I think it just feels real. Like, you know, we're sitting here talking to you. You're a good dude. Appreciate and, it. <laughs> you know, I, I, Steve. I, I think people are, are, are picking that up. Um, I have a twin brother walking around here, and he looks exactly like me, but he's not quite as good. He's not quite as good Not quite as good looking, looking yeah, as me. Steve will go up and talk to him, thinking it's you, and then they'll be like, dude, get away from me. Next thing you know, Steve's on the ground. That since I moved back, he's, he's lived here for the last four or five years, and he was a commercial pilot for, before that. and So he knows a lot more people around here. So Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we everywhere just we go. everywhere we go. I somebody sees me and thinks it's him. 
And so if somebody's like smiling at me and like nodding their head, I'm like, oh, they think I'm my twin brother. So yeah. I, right. I go up to them and say, hey, I'm his twin brother. Do you ever like, just go along yeah. with it like, and yeah. have a full-on conversation like, at the end? And be like, One oh, time, well, it's funny, last year my, my boy's football team, my brother's coworker was the dad of a kid on my, bro, my, my son's football team. Mm-hmm. We went all season, and he was always looking at me, and he thought I was the biggest butthead in the world because – I didn't talk to him like I knew him, <laughs> and he thought it was—he thought it was my twin brother the whole time. Did you guys ever date the same girls growing up? Uh, not really. Oh, um. uh, he—you see him look away from you. You know he's lying. <laughs> no, no. he, he broke eye contact. Uh, not really. Um, we never really. I tried. I tried that once with my current wife. Back because I've been with, with my current wife since we were sophomores in high school. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! My twin brother went over there and she called him out. Her and her dad called him out. I think right away. Really? So. If That's you know if you know us, you can tell us apart. But yeah, like, yeah. He'll, he'll tell you right now. I'm a little little chubbier than him. He's <laughs> he's usually been chubbier, but since my I got out of the military and had my strokes and stuff, I kind of got a little more a little more weight on my belly than he has. But I'm I'm working on beating him. <laughs> Catch the gold, Steve. Yeah, over I've here. got no excuses actually. Just, <laughs> a lot of Casey's Pizza and a lot of silos, man. And Arby's and Arby's. Uh, so, you know, getting back to the Trophy Bucks of Iowa, you know, you, you had this incredible experience, you know, and I'm not saying incredible, like, good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just, like, beyond anything. Life-changing, yep. And you come back to your roots. Oh, what what draws you back? Why did you want to come back to Iowa? Like, give me exactly why you wanted to yeah, be here. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've lived in – my first time I was in Florida, the Emerald Coast, Destin – Beautiful beaches. From there, I went to Hawaii. I was in Florida for five years. Hawaii for almost three years. Um, everyone place. Everyone thinks it's the most beautiful places in the world. They're great places to live. Or a great place to visit, especially Hawaii. Mm. But uh, living in Hawaii, no. For the birds. For the birds, exactly. <laughs> Good place to visit for a week and come home. But I, everyone, I, I mean, if you're not from Iowa and you haven't lived here, people are like, "What's in Iowa? Cornfields or?" Potatoes. I get Idaho, I get all the time. Idaho, and oh, Iowa. Oh no, get, the red potatoes f- we had at that bar last night were so good. <laughs> I get that all the time. Like if you go out of town, people are like, "Oh, where are you from? Iowa? They really grow potatoes." Yeah, so they get no. Idaho, Idaho, and <laughs> Iowa wrong. confused. But wrong. <laughs> unless you've really lived here, I mean, it's like in, like if even if it, and if you live in an Iowa small town, you go to a different small town. You're like, how does anybody live here? Yeah, but exactly. Unless you're yeah. unless you're there and you've like, you've lived it, you're not. You don't know it. Right. And people are like, when I was getting out, people are like, why are you going to Iowa? I'm like, it's just. Trophy it's, Iowa, man. it's awesome. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I always always say, "Is this heaven? Is this Iowa?" It's, but no, I always gave a lot of props to Iowa when I was in the military. And if you see somebody from Iowa, you feel like you know them. Yeah, oh, even sure. they're on the outside sure. of the state. So definitely. Well, one thing you got to do, you got to get over to Heroes Hunting and meet those yep, guys. I'll do that. Yeah, you that's, hit it that's gotta really be. Well. You, you'll Tell them we sent you. Guys. Yep. Well, I'll check them out. Yep, definitely. They're on Carbon TV. Okay. Um. Right. Yeah. Carbon TV. Yes. Carbon I was TV. thinking I get Carbon TV and my Outdoor TV mixed up now. Carbon TV is a free one. Yeah. Absolutely, but yeah, but yeah, their show's good, and they do a lot for veterans. And I f- you guys probably have a lot to talk about. Yeah, um, and d- 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 definitely. Not. I'd even like to get some veterans out one of these times. I get like several messages a day from people that think we're outfitters. Oh, oh really? Yeah. And they want me to like, hey, can, well, how much does it cost to come to Iowa and get hunting? Go like, I don't know. Like, so I always try out. to try to refer them to the DNR website and say, here's yeah. here's how I get you to tag. Yeah, and here's how you get a here here's you can find an outfitter, or public Ooh. land, or. Right. So. That's nice about Iowa too. We get boatloads of public ground. Oh over man, here. it's so much different. I lived in Iowa for a year, and I hunted public ground. And uh, I, you know, Illinois I, is I, not good for anything public ground. It is not <laughs> yeah. not fun. I have a theory that there's the hunting on public ground is better in Iowa 
than it is on, on private land. You know what I mean? Because there's just so much. I don't of it. know if I'd say that. I, you know, man, you just look at maps. You can't and you even really say things. that, actually. Yeah. Well, but who that's knows? actually probably 100 percent wrong. Like, where's your reasoning? That's why it's a theory. Tell, let's talk about it. Why do you think? All that? right. So, you know, if you look at where like all this private, all this public land is, and you look and you're like, man, you know, there's. Are you talking about just from a map? Yeah, you just look on a map. <laughs> so I have yeah, a theory. Yeah, that looks way better than that private <laughs> ground over right, there. Well, the food right, plot what, right in the middle the, of it. What's the biggest deer that hasn't been shot on some of these public grounds? Yeah, that's what I thought. What? I don't even know, how to, I don't know what you're asking. I just destroyed your <laughs> argument completely. I stopped listening like 100%. 10 minutes ago. So. Yeah, you sure can't say that <laughs> public you, ground I mean, we get a lot of we, We've had some nice public land bucks sent into my page. Mm-hmm. Some very nice ones. I don't think the biggest have been from public land. Sure. Yeah, but there's more have. people hunting. You think so? I, I think I, I think they're full of it. <laughs> I think they don't want to admit. Well, it depends, it depends your definition of public. If people, some guy might say, hey, this whole state's public to me. I'm going around and... Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good point. <laughs> I love how Steve... I pay taxes. I own everything here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the public ground in Iowa is better than any private it's ground. It's just a theory. It has this Lee Lukowski's killing like 180 inch deer on private ground. <laughs> the Kiskies. There's some. The, I'm, I'm assuming that 220 some inch of fourth drill shot was on uh, public land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. Sure was. <laughs> yeah, you talk to that guy. Talk to that kid. He's got a good uh, story about that deer and he, how they watched him grow. And that is cool. He, he got history him, with him. Photos of him. And That's stuff. awesome. Cool. Sitting on a That's six foot ladder stand. <laughs> Man, can you imagine? Monsters. I mean. I'm sure. I'm sure he's hunted for a couple of years before he shot that thing. But so he, I don't know. Does he? Have, you've talked to him, and yeah. I'm assuming, does he know what he he's yeah, done? He, he, he's yeah, aware. He's, he knows. He's real modest. He knows. He's good. So well, he's yeah. 14. I mean, yeah, he's and I'm sure enough. his dad's super proud. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I took my son deer hunting this year for the first time. A youth season in Iowa, shotgun, mm-hmm. and he shot a at our farm as one antler buck. That one, the other buck, the other antler was broken off. And mm-hmm. 170 yards with a 220 savage. 20 gauge and i couldn't believe awesome. it i was poke i said sam the deer was like 50 yards in front of us and he had this the scope on nine power which was my fault i didn't have it oh and he couldn't find the deer in the scope so finally the deer got out there about 170 yards and i'm like i was gonna say sam don't shoot and all of a sudden boom <laughs> he shot it right to the heart at 170 yards i couldn't, Jeez, nice. couldn't believe it perfect so that, awesome. that was more that was the best hunting experience in my life by far <laughs> better than anything i've ever shot or killed or I can imagine. him out there into my kids. And and it's good that you're getting them, get them introduced and get them out in the woods and stuff. Yep. That's so something I can't wait for if I ever have kids. I think I'd probably just – I'll still hunt, but I'll cut way back on it and just focus on yep. their success. I'm getting um, – my father-in-law's um, – he's a taxidermist, and he does a lot of antler creations and shed antlers, lamps, and – Oh, cool. Chandelier. So if you, there's, at my, at my uh, booth, there's a lamp, big lamp that he donated for our giveaway. Oh, cool. Um, so we, I'm big into shed hunting now. Sure, my, yeah. my, my kids and family love that. My, one of my dogs is getting trained right now by Roger Sigler from Antler Dogs. He's oh, a, really? He's the guy that actually started shed hunting yep. with dogs. Yep. Um, so he's training one of my 20-month-old golden dude right now to, <laughs> to awesome, uh, man. get that done. So I'm looking forward to getting her back. And How many have you found this lamp. year? Uh... I've only been back to my farm. That's another thing with all the three kids and stuff. People think I'm like, I have this page. I'm a big hunter and yeah. hunting all the time. I I don't get to hunt a lot. Right. Yeah, kids, in real life. Three kids. I got basketball, baseball, football, practices. Yeah, yeah. You get worse from here, too. They're getting yeah, to that age. So um, when I get back, I think I found four the weekend I was four back. My father-in-law has found probably 30 or 40 already. Yeah, I got two. So Yeah. 
Yeah, and I can, some people can like Brandon, the guy who who uh, works with me, um, whose uh, whose idea was a koozies. He uh, <laughs> he can like spot an antler anywhere. I mean, it's just people. Some people have it, some it. People don't. Yeah, so. we know a guy like that. Uh, Dana, Dana Pace. Pace and uh, the amount of antlers, dude. What do you, he always wants to do? What eighty and eighty find eighty. Eighty year and one that's an eighty incher. Oh wow, that's like his goal every year. Eighty and he 80. gets really close every year. Yeah. Like it's not like I think he found like seventy eight sheds last yep. year. And dude walked miles and miles every day. Yep. I think they're holding on kind of late this year. It seems. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's, I know, weird, it's been a really weird year. I think the they, weather. Well, some have been dropping early, and I remember when I, the first year I shot when I got back from the Air Force, back from the hospital and stuff. Um, there's a buck underneath my stand and i shot it it's probably 40 50 yards again ground shrinkage of course because hey that's, anyway, that's the way it goes Florida anyway <laughs> um i shot it and i went to look at him and his antlers were gone oh. they had popped off right when i shot him and they were sitting oh, right no. next to him oh, that's terrible damn how did, did you get that mounted no I, no i've always been curious like because like, you see that you could couple- do it i mean my father Tax numbers could fix that. Yeah, yeah, but well, I'm, I'm curious, like not like how to keep them on, but like how would you actually do it if you want to? Like, what? would you put the uh, antlers back on the skull plate? No, but like, would you would you get it with the antlers back on, or like because you shot it and the antlers fell off? How would you mount that? <laughs> you Technically, you I think it. you just it's a doe. It's an antler's deer. Yeah, that there point. you go. <laughs> 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 a doe tag on it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying like if you, if you maybe. shot, <laughs> yeah, maybe. If, if you, shot I didn't, it. but maybe. <laughs> if, well, the, like, what are you saying? Like, so if like if you shot a you shot a buck, and the antlers fell off. How would you personally mount that? Because the antlers <laughs> you could fell do it however you wanted to hold the story. You know what I mean? You yeah. just say you could mount it, put the antlers back. I don't know on if you can get officially scored because no, you, you can't. Yeah, so I mean, at that point, you can't. If, you, if it was a giant buck, that would just make you sick. Oh, yeah, for, yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Or yeah. or you shoot a giant, you shoot a monster. He runs, runs into a tree, and breaks the skull plate because yeah. you can't enter him with the broken skull oh, plate. No. Yeah. So uh, that's why I like people who like shoot caribou up north. They, they'll leave them up there for the 60-day drying period, have it officially entered, Boone and Crockett or Pope and Young, then they'll split the skull plate and then mail it back. It's cheaper to mail with the skull plate split. Mm. And then you can put it back together. It's just bond It's easier to ship it. It takes up less room. So actually, those yep. those antlers are actually in a lamp in my house, or in a chandelier in my lit kitchen. Oh, really? <laughs> so yeah. Perfect. We just threw awesome. them into the shed pile. Yeah, I would now. probably get the antlers. <laughs> I'd get an artificial skull plate with like the rod, like what uh, our, one of our really good buddies normally does a podcast with us as a taxidermist. Okay. And, uh I found a roadkill buck in velvet this year, oh, wow. and I did a skull plate uh, or a skull mount, velvet euro, and he removed the antlers, treated, treated, preserved the velvet, the blood out and, and then stuff, yeah. put rods into the skull, into the antler, and bonded it in, and it looks awesome, seamless. Yeah. It looks incredible. Cool. So I think we're running out of time yeah. for this little mini podcast. So thank thanks. you for coming yeah. on the show. Thanks for having we, we me. And, uh, if you ever need anything from me, let me know. Yeah, so. thank you for your service. Uh, I mean, you gave us everything we could ever need anyway. I appreciate it. Happy to, happy to do it. So. so, I mean, this podcast brought to you in English by uh, your service, not <laughs> Russian. So. <laughs> so, guys, thanks for listening. Check out Trophy Bucks of Iowa. We appreciate you. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Go shoot your bow. Thanks.